Hey, welcome back everyone to another episode of Nose on the Wall. No music for today. It's a travel day for me and Sarah, so I'm just throwing together this intro real quick. Uh, today, I speak with my friend Chris, another FSU, uh, University of Cincinnati buddy, um, and we cover uh, quite a bit of ground, from birthdays to celebrity crushes. It's, it's a good one. Um, so without further ado, my friend, Chris. <laughs> Generally it helps when you hit record, uh, before you start talking. <laughs> no, that's not important. <laughs> oh my God. So, okay. Recap the, the conversation we had before I hit recording. You were on your second mimosa already. <laughs> so yeah, I finished like half of one and I felt like before I s- sat down on the couch, I needed to uh, get a refill and get locked and loaded for this wonderful time. So <laughs> I left the office. I'm sitting on the couch. The dog will hopefully fall asleep and not bark during this. Um, that's, what, that's what editing's for. If, if yeah. he does, no big deal. <laughs> so, yep. Oh, my God. All right. So we're, we're one and a half mimosas deep. Other than that, how you doing, buddy? Uh, pretty good, you know. How's the uh, how's East Coast life? Uh, it's a lot different than Florida East Coast, if that's what you mean. <laughs> that's true. Right now, the weather is um. Let's see. Let's look outside real quick. <clears throat> hmm. It's gray. And cold and wet. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, I would imagine that's what it is like for you every day living on the West uh, Coast. Well, it's uh, it's cold. It's cold. Has um, it snowed yet? A lot of. No, no, it doesn't really snow in Portland that much, um, which is kind of nice because we can always run off to the mountains to ski, but then we don't have to like deal with snow when we don't want it. Mm-hmm. So we can we can decide when we have snow, basically. That's and, nice. Um, uh, a lot of people are like, "Oh, Portland's so miserable. It's gonna be gray all day long and rainy." And it's like, I mean, there's cloud cover a, a lot of the time, but like. It's no worse than anywhere else that's gray. So uh, people were, like, warning us. They're like, Portland's depressing, man. No, it's not. Shut up. I thought that over. I thought that there would be a lot more, like, because we moved here into to Maryland, um, mm-hmm. Annapolis, Maryland. Um, like, I guess I got here in May. I thought it was going to be a lot more rainy. Like I, going into the fall, I thought it would be a lot right. colder, a lot overcast. But I mean, we had a lot of like just really awesome summer weeks, of just sunshine right. all week. How'd you, so how did you enjoy it? Did you ever get to the bay? Um, I mean, we didn't go on the bay. Uh, <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe in fifteen years we'll get a boat. But <laughs> there you go. Um, no, we. I mean, we. So we live like about thirty minutes from the bay. Mm-hmm. So we do go over to like downtown Annapolis every once in a while, and right. you know, like check out the bay, and it's nice over there. But yeah, I, I remember when I was, oh god, uh, I think we were sophomores at FSU, the summer before sophomore year, mm-hmm. was when I went to the uh, National Music Festival in Chestertown, which I don't know how far that is from you. Probably That's Pennsylvania, right? No, it's in Maryland. Oh, really? Yeah. Chestertown yeah. just sounds like a Pennsylvania town. <laughs> Chestertown, <laughs> Pennsylvania really ra- rolls off true. the tongue. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a small little like retirement town, basically, of like 5,000 people. But um, that's where the National Music Festival is, and 
And for those listening, Chris and I both came from the, the classical music world. I quit. Chris is still doing it professionally. And, yeah, um, more or less. More or less. <laughs> right now. Yeah. Well, with COVID life, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so there's a classical music festival that I went to. Um, and we would be, uh, we would live with like host families, right? So people would volunteer to like take on musicians for those few weeks. And ours was a retired surgeon. And we stayed in his guest house, which was awesome. So awesome. And um, on we had like a day off. And he goes, I'm going to take you boys out on the boat. Because of course he was on the bay. And um, he had this, I mean, shit. It must have been like a 25, 30 foot boat. I mean, it was a pretty big boat. And we went sailing. And he bought us Subway sandwiches. And we just like laid out on the boat for a few hours while the surgeon just like wined and dined us. It was awesome. Did you say retired surgeon? Yeah. So what does he do after retirement um, from surgery? Lives, what do you do? Lives you a just... rich retirement. That's funny. He has his main house and we are in our guest house and he's like, if you ever need to take one of the cars, you know, feel free. One of the uh, cars. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, I can either take the Beamer or the Mercedes. I don't know which one I'm feeling today. Um, yeah, and when you're 19, you're like, this is amazing. And then you start researching med school. <laughs> you're like, I want this life. Um, and, but then I realized I, I faint at the sight of blood, so that wouldn't have gone well for me. And you realize by the time you'd actually finished med school, you'd be oh my god, like in your 40s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so what I wanted to do now that you've been sipping on that mimosa a little, a little, <laughs> a little more. I sipping is a that's underselling it, but that's fair. As you've been gulping down mimosa after mimosa, there we go. There it is. Um, I wanna. I have some questions for you, and I wanna unpack your childhood, and uh, just uh, go down memory lane. You ready? Yeah. Is this a therapy session, or is this? Um, a it's not. Well, okay. It is a podcast. It's not intended to be a therapy session. Oftentimes, it kind of turns into one. The problem. <laughs> the problem with that is that I am not qualified. To do anything with that information. So I'll be like, so why did your mom not hug you enough? And you're like, because of this. And I'm like, so what was your favorite birthday? Like, I just have nothing to do with it. I can't, I can't help. I can do, I'll, I can get to the, the source. And then I'm like, all right, well, take that to therapy with you. You're welcome. That's why, why you record it, though. So you can send it to the therapist later. Exactly. And then I invoice them as like a therapist <laughs> assistant. Uh, <laughs> That'll be $2,000, please. Exactly. It's an hour of your time. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but no, so it doesn't have to be therapy, but uh, feel free to let it be. Um, so <laughs> jumping right in, what was your favorite smell from your childhood? My favorite smell. Mm -hmm. You know, I was listening back on one of your podcasts and yeah. I heard that. I was wondering if it's going to be, that was going to be your first question. That's that's an MVP question. It's, okay. It's um, favorite that. smell. Well, the things that just like the first things that come to my mind, first off, it's almost Thanksgiving. So I got to just put out the smells of Thanksgiving. Sure. Actually, um, you know what? This episode will be dropping the Monday of Thanksgiving week. So, OK, perfect. Perfect. Go on. But I don't I don't think that's an actual favorite smell. I think that's just kind of because Thanksgiving's coming. Right. Um, let's see. Favorite smell. The, one of the first things that comes to mind is uh, in my house back home mm -hmm. we had a big 
like a gardenia bush. It was like okay. right outside. You go outside on the back porch. We have like a a just like tile back porch with a swimming pool, screened in swimming pool. And right when you go to the left, you go outside out of a door, a screen door, and there's a big gardenia bush right there. So every time we'd walk out, we'd you'd smell this gardenia bush. Gotcha. And was that like was that a favorite smell, or is that just what came to mind first? That's just what came to mind first. I don't really know. Um, another good smell. Yeah, that's the. I'm a little surprised that that was your go-to because just knowing you and knowing your family, you guys are such big foodies that I would have assumed it was a recipe or like a smell of you know, you know either you know your dad's cooking or or what have you. Um, I think because like I don't know, I just like. It was something that I always saw, and every time you step outside, you smell that. I think that's probably why it was the first thing that popped in my mm-hmm. head. Um, yeah, you know, I think that being, like, very big foodies, mm-hmm. there's a lot of smells that go on. So they kind of all blend together in a big, um, just kind of a big pot of smells, and you can't really decipher which right. one is which. Right, right, right. What were the um like the go-to recipes in your house? What was go-to on the recipes? Table? Um, let's see. I mean, growing up, we didn't like. I mean, now my parents like cook fancy when they actually like cook. They cook fancy meals, but growing up, it right. wasn't like that. You know, like my dad had his like go-to like big food things he liked to do. So he would do like chocolate. Um, he made like homemade chocolate. So he would buy these twenty-pound dark chocolate, milk chocolate, white chocolate mm-hmm. bars from Belgium. They're, I don't know if they actually came from Belgium, but they're ginormous chocolate bars. Right. And um, he would chop it all up and he'd put it, he had like, I think like probably five or six like tempering machines. And if you don't know what tempering is, no, tempering with chocolate, tempering with chocolate is just getting it to the right temperature where okay. it has a shine on top of it. So when you make like the chocolate bars, or not chocolate bars, whatever you make, truffles or anything really, it's right. gonna have like a shine on top of it, and that's how you know you have high quality chocolate. Oh, interesting. So he always made chocolate, um, and then he would always we do a lot of barbecue competitions and all that kind of stuff. So those are definitely up there with favorite foods. Sure. Do you feel? Are you like kind of numb to how? awesome you ate because you had it so good all the time i I mean again like it wasn't like every day wasn't just like a five-star restaurant meal i feel like that's what that's what you think of that is what i think of (laughs) we're gonna gonna set the family down at the at the dinner at the family room table and we're gonna give you a four-course meal every single night and that's how you got to be 300 pounds (laughs) (laughs) well to be fair, the few times I've eaten with your family, they've gone all out. That's because you're a guest. That's Listen, fair. when I grew up, it was enchilada casserole, uh-huh. um, you know, quesadillas, paninis. That was pretty much what I had growing up. A lot of do-it-yourself kind of. Yes, gotcha. very much so. Gotcha. Um, however, I will like my parents were very good at. Um, making my lunches okay so my dad would make me calzones the beginning what? of the week he would make five calzones so i'd have oh one every God. single day <laughs> yeah 
So I mean, our our our, our lives are very different. <laughs> Yours and mine. Yeah, yeah. What did you What did you What did you have for lunches? God. Um. Uh, either nothing, or because I would like, I would make my own lunches, and um, the earliest I can think back to is like early high school, maybe ninth, tenth grade, and at that point, that's when I started getting very self-conscious about my weight, and so if I did bring lunch, which most of the time I didn't, um, it would be like a piece of toast with peanut butter and banana. And like that was it because I didn't want to be big. And look where that got me. I still am. But um <laughs> uh yeah, no, lunches like weren't a uh, a talk of the town like like the calzones you were coming to school with, God. Um I do remember back in like elementary school, um, we had our, our like our little lunch codes that we would uh, we had like our debit account mm-hmm. with the lunch lady. Yep. Mine was two nine two six oh two one four. I don't know why that one sticks to me, but uh it's used every day. I guess yeah. For I mean, God what, probably in that county, like eleven years before I moved down to, to Fort Myers. Um in any case, um I would have like my balance and like that was enough for lunch for the week in elementary school. It was like the seven dollars for the week. And um what I would do was I would skip lunches so I could go ham on Fridays when the ice cream was on sale. Right, so I would like I would skip out on lunch, and then for like Tuesday and Wednesday, and I would save that three dollars to spend on ice cream on Friday. And um, I got away with it for a while, but then I started pushing the envelope a little too much, where I would uh, uh, just get an ice cream in addition to my lunch, and then my mom would be like, why are you out of money? And I'd be like, I don't know. Like, they raised the prices or something. And um, she's like, "That's I work at the – she was a teacher. She's like, I work at the school. They didn't raise the prices. I remember uh, my lunches, I, the big thing that I would go for is, like, the drinks. And I guess that kind of is uh, unwrapping my childhood here. That's why yeah, yeah. I have a 12-pack of soda every two days and – I have a six pack of beer every other day. <laughs> you know, I've always I've always told you that you have a drinking problem and not alcohol. You're not an alcoholic. You have a drinking problem where you just drink so much liquid. It's, I'm just gonna it, here it's unlike anything I've ever seen in my life. I'm going in the fridge right this instant. I'm opening up the fridge. Okay. I'm looking at the bottom shelf. The bottom shelf, nothing but beverage. And some of the middle shelf, too. The bottom shelf, on the left side, we have a 12-pack of Wegmans Diet Cola. The next box, a 10-pack of Monster Energy Drink. Stacked up right next to that is a four, what was, six-pack of Diet Mountain Dew. Behind that, a Straggler White Claw. To the right of that, two Bud Lights. In front of that, a bottle of champagne. So, Do you pee bad? <laughs> like, I just don't... <laughs> I, I don't get it. I just... I just thought, I remember you came up. It was before you moved to Cincinnati. In context for the listeners, um, so Chris and I met when we were both at Florida State in in the uh, the music program, and uh, we I went up to Cincinnati uh, for my master's in 2016, and then another friend of ours went up the year later from FSU to Cincinnati 2017, and then Chris also went up 
in 2018. And we had this nice little stream of Tallahassee to Cincinnati folks. And um, it was the year you were applying. And uh, you came up, you stayed with us for your audition. Mm -hmm. And we like took you to Kroger real quick to get you a couple things for the weekend. And you got a full case of uh, Coke Zero Vanilla. Oh, the best. The <laughs> best. It's not It's not around anymore either. They don't oh, have it not? anymore. Nope, oh, can't man. get it. Um, so this is this is a trip down memory lane for more than one reason. Um, so we got that, yeah, that Coke Zero Vanilla. And um, I was like, I th remember thinking, why doesn't he just get like a little six-pack or something? Why is he getting the full 12-pack? <laughs> He's here for a day and a half. And then... Uh, I remember I drove you to the airport at like 3.30 in the morning that Sunday because you had a really early flight back. And um, I was like, oh, my God, now we, we don't drink too much soda. And Sarah doesn't drink soda at all. And um, I was like, oh, my God, we're going to have like nine cans of Coke Zero to like sort out. There were two. There were two. You had 10 cans of Coke Zero in a day and a half and i was like what the hell man <laughs> and did i did i take them did i take the last two for the plane no, oh, no. disappointed <laughs> disappointed surprisingly yeah <laughs> i was just like wow i i you know me well enough to know that i typically can always respond to anything with something i talk a, a lot mm -hmm. that was one of the few instances where i was truly without words <laughs> man i it might have gotten worse like i it may have gotten worse since then i don't know <laughs> we don't worry about it too much around here <laughs> no I, I know that oh my god um another one that comes to mind and then we'll, we'll get off your drinking problem um, <laughs> another one that comes to mind was friendsgiving that we hosted oh god uh the first year you were in cincinnati so that would have been 2018 mm -hmm. and um <laughs> you came you came over with so much champagne for mimosas mimosas really are are really really are a uh, a weak point for you you really can't resist them um yeah you came over with four bottles and you're like all right we're gonna get this thanksgiving started early it was like one in the afternoon and then you your wonderful wife Shelby, and then our fr our friend Matt started pounding down mimosas. We ran out. And you ran out. I had one. I had one small glass. Sarah had none. Uh, I don't think anyone else in the that was over had any. But the three of you killed four bottles of mimosas. Oh, and, and we went back to the store. Had to get more. <laughs> and we were just like, what? is happening right now <laughs> do you remember um, what we came back with though yeah you came back with like a like a bucket of it, it so yeah it wasn't seen. so like if you just imagine like i don't know a 16 ounce bottle of or 20 24 ounce bottle of coke like that's the normal bottle of champagne right now you think of a two liter bottle of coke that's what we came back with yeah we came and back with you, the jumbo yeah and you killed that too Oh, of course. I mean, we're going to leave it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The funny thing is, though, those those bottles stayed there in your house for probably until mm. next Thanksgiving. I don't even remember. They're probably mm. there until we until we left Ohio. Yeah, they Well, 
they we had like cleaned up and we put them out on the uh, the patio to like take to recycling, and then I never took it to recycling. So they probably sat out on our patio. The empty champagne bottles were probably there for seven months. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure we were time. talked about a lot by like the neighborhood kids. They're like, um, <laughs> that that house has a real problem. <laughs> They go through four bottles of champagne a night. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, <laughs> but uh, kind of rating it back in, I'm curious um, with you, with how you got to eat as a kid. I can only imagine how amazing your birthday parties were. So, what was like? What's what was the S tier birthday party in Chris's childhood? So birthday parties actually were really great. You're right. They were really great as a child. Um, I mean, again, (laughs) you have this, you have this imaginary picture in your head that I was like a king on a throne and my parents were kneeling down to me, giving me plates of food every (laughs) meal. Like (laughs) they were not doing that. Um, My birthday parties, the best ones, like my mom was really good at Mm -hmm. making like, a theme out of a birthday party mm-hmm. and for anybody listening uh my mom used to, like started as an art teacher and then she later on got into like cake decorating because my you know my family's completely revolved around food so she was always into like this like decorations and artsy things and right crafting and stuff like that so she was very good at making a theme out of a party so the two that I really remember that stick in my head, aside from, you know, the standard, like, go to the bowling alley and you get your birthday bowling pin. I don't know if you remember those. <laughs> oh, I do uh, remember those. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone would, like, sign the bowling yep, pin. Yep. Oh and you'd bring God. it home and you'd keep it yep. in your room for, like, 10 years. <laughs> yep. 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 We had, so, not for mine, but my brother had one. Okay. Like that. Yeah. yeah those are funny. Um, so, besides those, you know, those standard parties, um, there were two that I remember. One is she did a fishing theme because i grew up fishing a lot like deep sea fishing and right just like you know on like a river fishing whatever and we got like those magnetic fishing poles okay where you drop like a little magnet down and it gets like a little fish on the bottom of the of the of like the tub or whatever right so she put the metal fish in the pool and everyone at the party Got a little fishing pole, and we got to fish for the little fish in the pool. It's like a fishing. Did the theme. lines reach the whole, all the way down into the like into the pool? You know, I don't. I think so. I don't really remember. I mean, maybe we were doing the shallow end. You know, like just right, like right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you were in the hot tub. Yeah, maybe maybe in the it was maybe it was actually the bathtub, and I don't like remember it completely. <laughs> but um, no, that was a good one. But uh, yeah. my all-time favorite one was she made a maze out of refrigerator boxes and put them in the garage and the theme was like a treasure hunt pirate birthday okay so what she did she took chocolate coins like little Mm -hmm. gold chocolate coins Mm -hmm. and she hid them all throughout the refrigerator box maze and it was completely dark i'm gonna i'm gonna pause you real quick yeah just being a jew and and my folks uh uh creating those little chocolate coins they are called gelt g-e-l-t just a Quick sidebar, but as you okay. were. what it that's like this the specific name for yeah the they're coins? called gelt. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. 
So they're not got they you get a bag of gelt. Exactly, yeah. And that's what you <laughs> used to gamble when you played dreidel and during Hanukkah. Oh, yeah, no, I yeah, cuz I've played dreidel before and um my friend maybe that's another story. Uh, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I'll continue so your, on the path. <laughs> you had your cardboard uh your your box maze. Yeah, so we had a box maze and it was completely dark in this uh in like the refrigerator boxes. And she gave everyone at the birthday party a flashlight and you had to go around and fill your little bucket with um with guilt or chocolate coins <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah so that was a uh, she was really good at doing um like crafting birthday ideas and i thought that was really cool a quick word from our sponsor anchor anchor is the one-stop shop for all things podcast production from creating editing distributing uh, monetizing your podcast all of it is easily done from anchor's comprehensive platform um, if you're thinking of creating a podcast, I'd highly recommend it. That's what Notes on the Wall is uh, produced and distributed by. For more information, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Now back to the show. Yeah, that's awesome. I remember my, my like, top-tier birthday party, I must have been eight, and my mom got these, like, reptile zoo people i don't even know like what this service was but they brought snakes to our house and <laughs> it was the coolest thing on all these little eight, my eight-year-old friends we sat in like a big oval and the guy would be like this one's a this snake and that one's a that snake and there was there were two that come to mind one's name was mickey because he was in this all-white snake and on his side he had like a three black dots in the shape of like a mickey mouse ears symbol and uh that was pretty cool and then they had a python and this thing was fucking huge and <laughs> all the kids were terrified because this thing was like two and a half times their length well yeah it's and as big as them you know those things huge. eat people <laughs> yeah yeah and then i remember the the guy was just like does anyone want to hold the python and everyone was just like fuck no <laughs> and i was just like Yes, <laughs> give me the snake. And um, hey, it's your birthday. Yeah, so I I get the he puts a snake around my neck, and then I walk over to my brother who's now crying in the corner. He's four, and I was just like, he wants to give you a kiss. <laughs> he's like, he's like scrambling in the corner, going, "No, leave me alone! I don't want to do this." And I'm like <laughs> harassing him with a python, and um. That is that is my best birthday memory. That was so much fun. That's awesome. Um, there were other birthdays like we would also go. It's funny that like these you think you would think these would be the ones that like stick in your head, mm. but um, I mean like for later on in my life when I was like a little bit older later right. on like when I was like I don't know, thirteen you know, mm -hmm. uh my my dad would like take me like deep sea fishing and I'd like get out of school, go deep sea fishing, mm -hmm. and probably not catch anything because we're really bad at it. <laughs> right. But it's funny that, that that doesn't stick in your head as much as the uniqueness of a pirate-themed um, birthday right. where you search for coins. So, Right. Um, were you – and this is a very Florida childhood question to ask – were you a, a big, like, Disney family? Were you always at Disney World? I think 
there was one year we got annual passes, but we did not go to Disney very much. Really? No. Uh, sometimes for like holidays or whatever, I would get like a year-long pass to Busch Gardens or Universal Studios. Because for like Florida residents, it was pretty like it's pretty cheap back then. Right. Now it's crazy expensive for yeah. all of it. Um, so we were definitely more Universal, Islands of Adventure, Busch Gardens people. And I know why you think I was Disney, because I'm Disney freak now. For sure. But that is Shelby's fault. That's my wife's fault. <laughs> She's the one who got me Disney-fied. Yeah. So I love Disney now. Um, it's the worst part about being away from Florida is not being able to, well, besides family, you know, I mean, that's important too, I guess, but, uh, <laughs> um, Disney is definitely something we miss not being mm-hmm. in Florida. Sure. Sure. I was definitely a Bush gardens kid through and through. Um, they have kangaroos. They're like, the best. Man. They have, they have a zoo and a theme park where you can go on crazy roller coasters and you can also go, I don't know if you can pet kangaroos, but you can at least look at them. You can look at them. I don't think you can pet pet the animals. Um, I always got a kick of watching the elephants shit a lot. <laughs> like out in the open. That was always fun. Um, but like I lived in, in Tampa for the first nine years of my life. So um, with my mom was a teacher. So with the summers off, we would get the annual passes. And we would go to Busch Gardens like four times a week. And we would get there right when they opened. And we would just like sprint around the park until like one or two when we were dead tired and then she would take us home and we'd pass out for the whole day it was perfect it was the those summers were awesome awesome sounds like what we do with our puppy (laughs) (laughs) kind of yeah how is how's the dog going he's pretty good he's very confused at what i'm doing right now he's very very confused because normally like we have a two-bedroom apartment and the living room's in the center and the bedrooms are on the left and the right and the right bedroom is our computer room where shelby teaches and we play world of warcraft or whatever video game or mm-hmm. do whatever we want so we're usually not in the living room area with him when he's in the crate right. um so he's good right now he's just confused of why i'm talking in the right. living room <laughs> to no one <laughs> that that's something i've had to get very used to in this the, the podcast world is just talking as if there's someone on the other end of it. Because I do like my intros and everything um, outside of recording the, the, the actual you know substance mm-hmm. per week. And it's just like, hey, guys. And I'm looking at my computer screen. Like there's n- <laughs> I don't even have like a webcam or anything. I'm just like talking into the void. Yeah, it's definitely not an easy thing. It definitely, will, it definitely probably takes uh, some time to get used to. Oh, yeah. For sure. it, makes me, it makes me really feel for like Twitch streamers. Yeah. Like yes, it's not an easy job. Hours on end, um, and and whew. yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, I started on the couch. I couldn't sit still, so I'm just pacing around my apartment. Oh, there you go. In circles, <laughs> but I'm getting my steps in. So every sip that I take, the calories are being burnt off ah, by I every see. step I take. I see. Why are you why are you pacing so much? Am I making you nervous? No, I'm just a pacer. I just I just do that all the time. Um, what one thing I love about you is you just kind of decide what you're doing and immediately do it. Like, that's very and, true. And, and it's so funny to see because like you guys will be, you know, back when we were all in Ohio, you guys would come over to our place, 
and then in we will be in the middle of something you're like all right time to go and then you get up and leave <laughs> and we're like all right good night <laughs> it's like yeah i'm hungry and you just like stand up and like it's it's very hey. i feel like your brain works in the way like i feel like you have fireworks going off in your head and whenever one goes off like that's an idea and then you like do it so it's just it, like it's definitely i'm hungry. very i can only be focused on one thing at a time um that's definitely very true <laughs> my wife gets really mad at it yeah i can because i'm on my phone texting someone and she's like telling me her life story of how school went down and um how like all these kids were terrible and it was a terrible day at school and she almost cried and i'm just like hold on one second honey <laughs> <laughs> or i don't even say that i'm just i don't even recognize that she's talking i'm like on this on like the phone or something and yeah it's it's bad it's bad I, on I've track mind to, i've learned to give you a three-day window to respond to a text that's okay the, that's that is just that's yeah that's we're both bad at that that's not just me <laughs> uh, i'm not yeah that's fair i'm pretty bad at it too but i think the impressive thing though is that in three days for some reason i think oh my gosh i didn't respond to justin right <laughs> And I text you. I think that's the impressive part. Yeah, no, no. I, I I'm appreciative of of your, of your your uh, when your memory kicks in, <laughs> regardless of how long it takes for it to kick in. Um, yeah. But radio back in. Did you have any celebrity childhood crushes? Hmm. I don't really. I I, I honestly, I'm really bad with like. Any celebrity names, any actors' names, anything like that. Um, uh, I'll, I'll broaden it then for you. Any celebrity slash cartoon slash character childhood crushes? <laughs> I think if I had a celebrity crush, it would probably be, um, I don't know, maybe Rachel from Friends or something. I watched a lot of Friends when I was growing up, actually. So. Oh, really? Yeah. I feel most people like got on the Friends train in the last couple years. No, I actually watched. A, so usually the thing that was on the television when I was growing up was things like TBS, just like you know, like the reruns yeah, yeah. or whatever was yeah, on like there. Big Bang Theory. That was always. Uh, that was no, I'm, I'm even earlier than that because Big Bang oh, okay. Theory is fairly recent-ish, right? Uh, I think it wrapped up a couple years ago, and there were like twelve seasons. So let's call it like started two thousand six or seven. Ballpark. Okay, so I'm talking like elementary school. So, okay. like Saved by the Bell. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and Full House. Uh, those were the shows that I would usually watch as a kid, just because that just was on the TV all the time. You know. Sure. I did not watch Disney Channel. Um. It's not a big Disney. I just wasn't a Disney guy back then. Uh, mm -hmm. So, yeah, but Saved by the Bell, Full House. I would always tell my mom that I need to be – because Full House aired at, like, I think, like, 8 or 9 or something. Right. And my parents would let me stay up until Full House was over. And oh. I had to go to bed. That's funny. So That's funny. I was a big Full House kid, too. Um, I'm trying to remember if I watched it. Like as it came out, if I was just like on the reruns, and it's just not coming to me. But I do remember being a big 
just I, I, I really always appreciated Bob Saget and all of his work. <laughs> <laughs> Even his uh, his comedy work. Oh yeah. Stand up comedy. What's funny, funny about what's funny about Bob Saget is like most people think of him as the full house and like America's funniest home videos and he's just like you know, nice dad is kind of the vibe that he gives off if you only know him through that lens. Exactly. But his stand up is dirty. And it's like so jarring to see that like juxtaposition of uh, his actual material and like how he's been portrayed through, you know, AFV and Full House. He's and a dirty guy. Yeah, it's so goddamn funny. <laughs> we also watched a lot of Everybody Loves Raymond. I don't know if you ever watched Ooh. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a big one because that was always on TBS. Mm-hmm. So. So whatever was on TBS in the early 2000s. Pretty much. Just go ahead and look that up. Look up the guide for, I don't know, 2003 at any point in time. And that's that's pretty much what I watched, you know? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I, 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 was a big, uh, I was a big Nickelodeon kid. Um, oh, yeah, of course. Nickelodeon, yes. And, and I was also a big Cartoon Network kid. I skipped over Disney Channel mostly. Um, the, the one exception is when Kim Possible came out. Is that if your you celebrity that crush? One? No, <laughs> not quite. Uh, but I remember I thought – I didn't realize it was a new show. I thought it was a movie, right? Okay. So I begged my mom to go see the go see Kim Possible when it came out. And so we drove to – it was a Saturday morning. We drove to AMC, and um, I was like, got to go see Kim Possible. got to go see Kim Possible. And the person in the, uh, in the, the box office was like, what are you talking about? That's not. We don't have that here. <laughs> I was just like, but I saw it come out. I saw it. It said it on Saturday. I come to find out, it was a new Disney Channel series. Um, so really, really, uh, you know, felt like an idiot then. Did you cry? Yes. Yes. You very did? Much. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I cried. I cried at everything. Um, I was. I let my. I let my emotions run. Um, I was very expressive. In that I was way. not a. Uh, not a big crier. No, I was, I wouldn't say I was a crier. I was dramatic, which included crying. So. Yeah, my, my brother was definitely the, I feel, I feel like the more emotional one. I'm not an emotional person at all. Um, my brother was definitely a more emotional one. We also had a bad movie experience when I was a kid. Oh yeah. It was my fault though. 100% my fault. Okay, what'd you do? Um, we were going to see Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh-huh. It had just come out. We we're super excited. We loved. I don't. I don't think it must have been. I don't think it was the second one. It must have been the first one. But we ended up like loving the movie. We had it on VHS and we watched it a lot. Um, so we drove out. It's like a twenty-minute drive to the movie theater, and probably about fifteen minutes. I'm sitting in the back seat. My brother is to the left of me. I look down. I don't have any shoes on. <laughs> and I tell my mom, I don't have any <laughs> shoes on. And she, before she even can say, let's just go to like Dollar Tree and pick up some flip-flops. My brother just bursts out in tears. And just like pissed off. Tears flowing. So mad. And he just throws a temper tantrum. And oh my, God, my, my parents remember this one, like, to this day, because they made him stand outside of the car 
they just like kicked him out of the car. They're just like, oh. get out of the car. You're standing out there until you can calm down. And I was just like, I just don't have any shoes. <laughs> how, how, how did you do that? I, I honestly don't know. I really don't know. How does someone leave the house without shoes? Uh, yeah. I think it's the same way that I leave the house without keys now, without, you know, without anything. A lot of stuff. So. See, I, I think that stems back to, like, you just decide to do something and then you do it. I think if you just took a, a, just an, true. a hair more time and just like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then the next question you need to ask yourself is, what do I need so I can do this? And if you just answer that first before leaving, you're going to sort out so much. You know, I thought they, that's like the kind of stuff they're supposed to teach you in, in boot camp. Like, you know, like <laughs> nah, making a like, checklist and like... Do a bunch of push-ups, soldier. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. So. Um, but I think my, my childhood crushes um, evolved over time. I would say the first one was Emma Watson, who was Hermione Granger in the Harry Potter. Oh, okay. Yep. 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 Uh, probably like second grade to for sure. Like a question mark. Uh, probably still to this day. Absolutely, um, <laughs> still to this day. <laughs> no, she was definitely like my first celebrity crush. Um, and then that I would say early teens was rivaled with two others. There was again. I was a big Nickelodeon kid, and I was in love with Miranda Cosgrove and Victoria Justice, who played Carly and I Carly, and Megan and Drake and Josh. Just Miranda Cosgrove, mm. and then mm-hmm. um, uh, Victoria Victoria Justice was in Victorious, which also brought on Ariana Grande, and that also captured my attention. And uh, still to this day does, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, all just basically if you were a if you were a a woman on Nickelodeon, chances are that's that what it sounds like. Justin was head over heels in love with you. That's what it sounds like. And uh, since they all probably listen to this podcast, allow me to uh, <laughs> 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 let me make sure I uh, uh, we uh, I, I ta- wanna, we tweet them. You know, gonna cover my bases here. Um, unfortunately, Miranda, Victoria, I am married and very happily married. So while this love could have been, unfortunately, you were too busy being famous and creating amazing careers to date young Justin, who is sitting on a couch in the middle of Florida. So, um, it, it, it was, it was a lost love in a lot of ways for both parties. So I, uh. I wish you all the, the the best. Truly, truly, I do. Uh, <laughs> um, do you, what's your like? The, what's the first truly embarrassing moment that you can remember? Um, truly embarrassing. So I I mean like they're like. You know, I don't have like a a pull down your pants like <laughs> like right. you know like like I wet myself when I was in first grade kind of embarrassing moment. Um, they're kind of more just like weird weird memories that just kind of okay. stick out. You know, you know right. how you have those. It's like a 
don't know, some kind of psycho psychological thing um, where you can remember like short instances very, very clearly. Yeah. And this is going to be super weird, but um, because I was a, I, I really loved my high school band director. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that a lot of band kids do because you're with them all the time. And so you really like, they're a big mentor for you or whatever. And you look up to them. So I was a sophomore in mm-hmm. high school and I was made a leader of the group. So I was a section leader or whatever or right. something like that. And so we had leadership camp and, and, uh, my high school band director said something about Obama's inauguration and okay. me as a kid, I was, I had nothing about politics, nothing at all. Sure. Just whatever my parents voted for. I was like, that's the guy, that's the right guy. And <laughs> there is nothing that you can tell me. The other guy is terrible. The other guy is awful, right. you know? So funny, my funny parents, how that works growing yes. up, huh? Yeah. My parents are Republicans and now they're not really Republicans, at least for this election, they're not Republicans. Um, right. And so he said something about Obama's inauguration. I went to Obama's inauguration and I said, I remember the specific words. I said, that was a terrible day. And <laughs> the stank, nasty look he gave me when I said that, because he was like, he followed like Obama, like, before it was even a question he was going to, or before even was a thought he was going to run for president, you know, before right. the election even started. Right, and right. I don't know. I don't know why. I just feel so bad about that moment. I have no idea why, you know, it's just weird that like stuff like that sticks out. God. Yeah. That's funny. I know. Um, that has reminded me of, uh, not my story, but, uh, Gabe, our mutual friend, um, who is, uh, co-host, uh, on our other podcast called the grown up slumber party um he we were talking we had our, our pre-election uh episode a little bit ago and he was saying how he uh in like a civics class in middle school he uh they took like a, a like a party affiliation test thing and his parents are both democrats so little 13 year old gabe uh like fudged his test solely so he could like get republican as an answer just so he could go home and be like, Mom, I'm a Republican, and, like, piss them off. <laughs> That's amazing. He, he said that he, like, got in the car and was like, Mom, I'm a Republican. He was probably like, so excited I when know. he got that paper that said and Republican then, back. He's like, then, yes, I'm going to stick it to them. <laughs> and then they had a minivan, and apparently she just, like, opened, like, the auto open doors, and the backseat of the minivan just said, get out. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I mean... I remember when um, when Obama first got elected was when we were in 2008, so we were in middle school. I was seventh seventh grade, and um, I was in a very very deep red part of Florida, and um, I just remember like walking through the halls and around you know November, and just some of the things that I overhear heard kids saying, I was just like, wow. I think that's really like one of the first times I was like, people are mean. The first hit me that maybe not everyone's nice all the time, just from these kids just like spouting, you know, whatever was coming from home about about the guy and like screaming it in the hallways. And I was like, I don't think you should use that word. Well, it's true. I mean, like up until a point, like you really have no political views. And that's what 
that's what uh, my band director said. He's like, you have no political views pretty much until, you know, you, you just don't right now. You just right. you follow whatever your parents do. Right. And that's uh that's pretty crazy. <laughs> there, I do. I have a, a a story, not a childhood story, um, but I think one just in line with all this this political stuff that I think you'll appreciate. Um, it was, but <laughs> it's kind of funny because we're recording the Sunday before the election, but this is going to come out in about three weeks or so. So at this point, when when folks are listening to this, we will know who the new or not new president is, which is kind of weird to think about. But in any case, taking it back to the 2016 election, at the time I was interning in uh, Sherrod Brown's office. He's a, a U.S. senator from Ohio. And... Um, uh, so I'm interning in his office, and my job was to answer the phones and take constituent opinions. So people, the intention of the position is for people to call in and say, I think that the taxes are this, that, and the other. And they're like, okay, great. And then I type it in, and then you know that goes, gets sent to the senator. But the problem is that during the 2016 election, and I'm sure you remember that one went differently than most people were expecting, and... Uh, <laughs> And people would call in, and they would not tell me what they thought of about policies or share even Sherrod Brown, their senator. They would call in to talk about either Trump or Clinton. And the issue with that is that those are two different people, not the guy I work for, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I mean, I was trying I, to vent to somebody. <laughs> right. It, that's all it was. That's all it was. And I quit that job in, after three months because I couldn't take it anymore. But, yeah, um, I can imagine. But people would call, and I am not exaggerating in the least. They'd be just like, you know that Clinton's the devil. And I'm like, oh, okay, do go on. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, if you look at the campaign flag, there are three red stripes, which means the Illuminati. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? But and I'd type it in and be like, dear Senator Brown, this constituent thinks that Clinton is the Illuminati. Send, like, crazy stuff. Um, and I would have to pick up the phone. I'd be like, you know, Senator Sharon Brown's office, this is Justin, how can I help you? And one time, this lady calls in, and I, like, have a complete and total brain fart, like, as I'm picking up the phone, right? Mm -hmm. So, rather than Senator Sherrod Brown's office, this is Justin, I go, Senator Sherrod Brown. Oh, no! And then... And what, did they unleash on you? And then she goes, Senator, I have concerns. So they believe that the Senator... Picked up the phone for this. Yes. Okay. Yep. Uh -huh. yep. That's the kind and of people that vote. <laughs> right. And then I had to, I had to make a game time decision. I had to be like, I'm sorry, I'm stupid, or I had to roll with it. Um, I hope you rolled with it. So I rolled with it. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I was just like, well, um, our I I'll have my staff take your opinion and and we will put it through our systems and then. <laughs> and it, your concerns will be heard, and 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 whatever bullshit you know speech that I did, and um, so then I was just like, I'm I'm gonna put you on hold, and one of my staff members is gonna pick up. So I put her on hold, and then I picked her up, and I was like, this is Justin. <laughs> <laughs> How could I? Help wow, you? so the bait the bait and switch. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so yes, technically, um. I have uh, accidentally impersonated a, a U.S. senator. I don't know if you want to air that on the podcast. Allegedly. <laughs>
so just a uh, an update on what's going on in my apartment mm-hmm. is I was originally in jeans, tennis shoes, and sweatshirt. Okay. But I've since the start of this, I had worked up a sweat walking around the apartment and drinking right. my mimosa. So right, you're you're pacing like crazy. I'm pacing like a madman, and um, so I have taken off the sweatshirt. I changed into shorts. And I put on flip flops, so that there is you go. that's how it's going so far. <laughs> we had a whole wardrobe change mid episode. That's a first. That's a first yep. on the podcast. I'll yep. tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> hey, you can't see me. Can't see I me. I can't. I can't. Um, okay, so uh, I am curious. Did you have any like household remedies for sickness stuff that is not medicine, but your parents like swore by? I mean, does an oatmeal bath for chicken pox count? Like, I think that's pretty normal, though. I feel that's pretty standard. We had none of that. No, it was like, it was like, just go to the doctor, get your medicine, ibuprofen, whatever you want. Like, just, just take it all. You were just, you were um, just like, let's just get this out of your system and throw whatever chemicals in your body to make it happen. Exactly. There were, there were no household remedies. My dad does not really believe in like medicine in general. Um, okay. He doesn't be- not believe in it, but um, he just doesn't like medicine in general. So okay. if he's like sick, he doesn't really even take medicine for it. He just kind of like, I'm gonna tough it out. Um, that that's like the, uh, I swear that's just like a white dad thing. Yeah, I feel like it is a little bit. I me personally, if there's medicine for it, I'm taking the medicine. Like, oh yeah, if I can stop whatever is going on, I'm taking it. Like, no problem here. For sure. I mean, if I have any excuse to completely smother my body with Vicks Babo Rub, I'm going <laughs> to do it. So, okay. So that's pretty, that's kind of funny that you said that. So, um, I don't know if you wanted to go here in the podcast, but do it. in boot camp, um, Vicks Rub, you could just get it like at like the, at the store that they brought us to like three times while we were at boot camp. Um, and so people would just like pass out Vicks Vapo Rub, just like around the room. And like right. so at night when you're sleeping, you just like there'd just be this aura of mint, you know? <laughs> this mint aura resonating from everyone. Like people would put it everywhere on their body, trying to make it so their what they called recruities, so recruit cooties, would go away, you know? <laughs> So they could have some like sense of normal breathing at night. Well, Vix is the best. It's very good. The best. It's very we, strong. We had an OG Cuban household re- remedy with Vix, where my great grandma would boil a pot of water, and then take a like palmful of Vix and just plop it into the boiling water, and then you would lean your head over the pot with a towel behind your head. And then just like take Vic's steam to the face. Oh my and gosh! I knew it would come up, and you—I mean, I had it. It gave me additional senses. Like I was just like, I'm alive for the first time. It—it's amazing, amazing. I um, feel like uh, I feel like I am a. Now that I look back on it, and now that Shelby tells me, my wife tells me, like. I don't know, every other week, I had a very 
white bread, normal ass childhood. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting that sense. Yeah, you're like my parents packed my lunch, and then they cooked me fishing, and they would cook me nice meals. And <laughs> like I had so many birthdays, I can't even like think of which one to talk was, about. And like if there's like any like, I mean, if, if there's a just like example of some white privilege, like white bread, just normal ass life, it's pretty much what I've had. And it's kind of depressing. Like, I mean, it's 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 just yeah. So, I mean, it's just Why a bummer. Depressing? I mean, it's not it's not it's not depressing. It's just you know, it feels a little bad, you know, knowing that you know I was just like this normal normal dude. I mean, if you could go back and like change anything, would you? Oh no, no, definitely not. I had a great <laughs> childhood. I'm not saying I didn't. I'm just saying that. You know, I, I look at since, especially since going to like teaching and all that kind of stuff. And like, since going to college and seeing how people grew up, it's like, I was very, very, very lucky. And, uh, sometimes it feels bad, you know? So, sure. Sure. Um, I mean, at least you come with that perspective rather than just being like, what? Everyone's the same. Exactly. And you know, that's like the one good takeaway from it, but yeah so just seeing like growing up and seeing like different groups of people and seeing the different people shelby teaches you know she's Mm -hmm. my wife teaching she uh i get to at least see from a distance the different all the different types of people that are growing up in many different ways you know i was very lucky so yeah you know it's funny uh a couple weeks ago i uh i had our mutual friend ian on on the show um, and just kind of through that, that teacher lens, um, because of, as you know, he's currently a teacher down in Florida and, um, a lot of people that I talk to, they talk about a teacher that had an impact or, or, um, you know, some one adult that really made a difference. And it was interesting to chat with Ian cause he was like, I have to be that person. You know, we're talking about childhoods and people that, that shaped yours, but, my job is to shape theirs absolutely holy shit that's true it's a big responsibility yeah pay them more i mean yeah exactly (laughs) well they are (laughs) they are paying them more now um Mm. hopefully soon at least right right um i mean yeah what's that in florida oh are they down in florida yeah so uh recently i mean ron desantis is it ron ron desantis yeah 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 I just call him DeSantis usually. Uh, DeSantis um, passed a bill that made the starting teacher salary, I think, 47500 Okay. For, so, for new teachers? For new teachers, yes. Now, my question is, do current teachers, do is that now the base? And then their like, uh, salary like over the, the whatever tier they're at, does that scale? Or is so that's going to be brought up to the, the that's floor the there? big stink right now is that uh, new teachers you know one two one through I probably I mean honestly probably like one through ten are getting a big bump in pay one through ten years in right. teaching um, are getting a big bump in pay but older teachers I mean like they're now making a thousand dollars more than these brand new teachers so they're pissed right um, so that's that's what's going on in Florida. Teaching. Uh, politics is fun, isn't it? It is. It is. I mean, I mean, good for him for like giving money to the new teachers, but 
I'm sure looking from the shoes or perspective of someone who's been teaching for 15 years and now you look at these new teachers making as much as they are, it's probably got to really suck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know in uh, out here in Washington, um, because as you know, Sarah was looking to go back to school potentially to, to do to go into teaching. Mm-hmm. And um, that that's kind of been put on hold just because COVID shut down the schools and yeah. they're not taking volunteers for her to get that classroom experience. But that's neither here nor there. Anyway, um, we we're looking at the uh, the the pay grade um, for Washington teachers, and it's pretty damn good. Um, yeah, it's good everywhere except for Florida. <laughs> <laughs> that's not completely true, but yeah, I think they start them off here, and and Sarah would be going in with a master's degree, which which does help quite a bit. Um, but like new teacher with a master's is like 55, 56 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty good. Um, but I mean, even then it's crazy. Cause like, you know, I talked to my mom who's been a teacher her whole career and, um, you know, and we're, we're just chit chatting and, and I'm now what, three years into, into my, my career. And just, so you know, I can't say where just for disclosure, uh, uh, rules and whatnot. Um, but anyway, so we're talking about my, you know, my job and hers, and she's just like, I don't understand how you're making so much more than me. Yeah. And, and, you're, and I'm like, it's, I don't, th- it's not a testament to what I'm doing. You know, I'm just, I'm just a guy working a job. Yeah. And, um, you know, she's, you know, a 15, 16 year teacher, because um, she's had some career swaps and back and forths. Um, and and even then, she's gonna be bumped up to that 47, I think. Um, which is which is crazy that that's like that long into the career, that's where you land. Well, it's um, crazy that it took that long to increase the yeah. starting teacher pay. <laughs> I think yeah. that's the crazy yeah. part. Um, um, so, but I know you could you could ramble about <laughs> education for a long, long time. Yeah, um, we not, might not <laughs> want to go down that <laughs> that yeah, rabbit yeah. hole <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so, just to uh, to to switch gears here. Um, one th- one of the reasons that I, I started this whole show is just because it's for folks who grew up in the 90s, early 2000s in particular. Technology changed so quickly, so much that like psychologically, our generation is the most nostalgic already. And we're only from 25 to 40 because... N- things that became new technology also became obsolete technology like that. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. So I'm curious, what's something that was super common from our childhood that would make zero sense explaining to a kid now? Hmm. So the first things that come to mind, I mean, for me, it's all... You know, I'm I'm a big video game nut. I sure I don't even want to talk about how many hours I put into World of Warcraft during COVID. Um, <laughs> what, I shouldn't even say hours, days, days oh I put God. into World of Warcraft. Um, so, I mean, I feel like people these days probably understand VHS, maybe from Google Images. Yeah. <laughs> like a new kid, but <laughs> I mean, they've never seen one, so. I think the whole, maybe like the rewind factor of a VHS would really like stun oh, them. Oh, true. <laughs> like uh, my wife, Shelby, she always talks about 
um, the Disney movies that she would just rerun, 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 rerun. And mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. would have to rewind the VHS using her fingers to bring it back to like the beginning. And she did right. it so many times that it literally broke. Like, yeah. I mean, like all that, I think all the tape of that, like, I, I think that like, especially like really young kids would just be like, what? <laughs> yeah, you had I to mean, use your fingers to rewind it. Like you didn't just push uh-huh. a button. Like uh-huh. that. And like, if it went wrong and you got that like spaghetti burst of all the tape and yeah. like, oh, that's gone. Forget that. <laughs> also, also you, you remember like, um, and you remember when uh in like old game systems like gamecube or mm-hmm. where you actually had a plug-in input and you had yep. or like a uh, cartridge you had to put into like a game system yep, yep. you had to blow into it like every once in a while <laughs> that, or, or just the fact that you could like only play on like channel three or channel four or whatever <laughs> yes. it was yes like if you showed a kid these days uh, a red white and or is it no is red yellow and, and white, white. Yeah. Yeah. like cables like i i think they'd be lost right <laughs> they wouldn't know what to do God. <laughs> they'd be like is this a is this like a to plug into like the headset or what do i do with this yeah i mean even like vhs i don't think they get that at all but a couple of things that came to mind while you're where you're saying that is like when you started playing a, a, a movie, that like blue screen that would show up, that'd be like coming soon to DVD and VHS. Yes. Like that's not a thing anymore. The FBI warning yeah, <laughs> that they oh literally just gave up on because so many people torrent right. stuff. Right. <laughs> Even torrenting, like torrenting, like do people know what torrenting is right now? Like because yeah, since they stream have stuff streaming, like yeah, exactly. Like what's the uh, CD? Like I know they have them at Target. You can technically buy them, but like what is it? Yeah. Why don't you just stream it? The CD I think, came out. It's on Spotify. Why would I? <laughs> yeah, a floppy disk. I mean, those were on the like. We didn't use. It wasn't too long before they switched over to like a DVD. But we did have floppy disks. Like yeah, we did when I was a kid. Yep, yep. Um, you know, it's funny that you said like the whole changing of technology because literally yesterday, I I mentioned like this whole like during our generation like we had uh-huh. so much technology change because I wasn't talking I wasn't talking about what like people these days would understand but i was talking about how i feel like our generation got kind of lucky that there was so much change in technology because i was thinking about like my parents and like older people and not all older people but some of them where they don't know how to adapt like between one older technology and a newer technology Right. And like our generation got really lucky because everything changed so fast. We had to adapt and we got used to that. We got used to learning a new, you know, a new like, I don't know, whatever it is, software on the computer or Mm -hmm. a new cell phone device, you know. So I feel like we kind of got lucky in that sense where we can adjust to whatever is thrown at us um, on the technology standpoint. That, but we also can think back to what we didn't have it. You know, I see even my, yes. my my brother's only four years younger than I am, right? But our upbringing was so different from a technology perspective because, yes. like, my first phone was in seventh grade. Yep, it was a flip phone. I had no texting. I could only call my parents, right? Yep. Um. 
because of text limits. Only. That's text funny. Limits. That's funny. I mean, that would be another thing people wouldn't yeah. understand. Wait, you um, had a limit on texting? The, what about T9 input? We'd be like three 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 four four five two two a like. <laughs> yes, yes, the whole yeah, T9 exactly. system. Yeah. Um. Like that's bananas to think about, but like even so, that was my first phone, and then when my brother. His first phone's probably around like his seventh grade, which for him would have been two thousand and like twelve or so. So at that point, he just his first phone was a smartphone. Yeah, that's that's right? insane. So that was like that was that was his like his uh, foundation of specifically like phones in this case is. Like that was I had a my sm- first smartphone was like four phones in. Yeah. First it was the T nine, and then I had the like the flip open that had the keyboard, the QWERTY keyboard. I mean, is a BlackBerry then... a smartphone? <laughs> like I don't really know. I think technically it had no. internet. It had internet. <laughs> I think it, BlackBerry was a BlackBerry. Yeah. Um, but like so, just like his his ground zero of understanding technology was having touchscreen internet capability, all that stuff. Just like that, that's just the foundation. Yeah. And um, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm sure we'll see the studies that come out saying how all this is, is messing us up like crazy. But um, I mean, you s- have you seen that, that Netflix uh, documentary, the social dilemma about no, I all haven't. this social media stuff? No. Um, it's basically saying that, uh, everything you ever do ever is tracked always, um, which like we know at a certain level, um, but it, like it brings on the guys like I created the like button, and here's why I created it. But this is what it's become. Yeah, I've seen that ad. I like that was like an advertisement I think for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've seen that before. Yeah. Yeah, and um, it's it's pretty crazy. But in any case. Um, but we can we can remember back to when like the things targeted to us were like flom, like <laughs> yeah. shit like that. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I would, my parents had a Nokia, mm-hmm. and I loved playing Snake on it. Like yeah. they they actually they gave me the Nokia after they moved on to a different phone, but they didn't give me the phone access. They just gave me the phone. Like, you know right. what I mean? They didn't have a plan. I just played Snake on it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I remember my dad. We were at a uh, a Christmas thing at my my aunt's house down in Miami, and um, we had that's when all the Cuban side of the family they all get together, and um, we were like running out of chairs, right? And my aunt, this will make sense in a second, I promise. Okay. My aunt, <laughs> my aunt sent my dad over to the neighbor's house to go get some extra chairs that were on their like deck. They had permission, like it was fine. So. My dad like walks over to the neighbors. Uh, he goes into their like screened-in pool, but he doesn't realize that from the screen door, the pool is like one step in from the door because it's dark. It's like 11 p.m. on Christmas, mm-hmm. so he steps right into, <laughs> right into the pool, <laughs> <laughs> and he he's drenched. He had his wallet, his phone. This is why it makes sense. His phone in his pocket. Those are shot. Yep. While it's just like, forget it. But he did save his sangria glass. When he fell, he like lifted <laughs> his arm up. That's the important and he thing. Saved, he saved the booze above the water. But um, so my job 
was too because it was like a you know three hour drive back home at really late on christmas and uh i was for whatever reason restless so my dad was like your job is to fix my phone so he gave me this waterlogged nokia and i had to figure out how to fix it and um i didn't because it was waterlogged and broken beyond repair but i held out hope <laughs> i was just like <laughs> i was like if i could get this to work then he's like, he's like you can have it if you can fix it was the deal and Little did you know, you have to actually pay per month to actually right. call or right. text people. I, yeah, I was like 10. So I didn't know what the hell was going on. And um, so I was trying to fix it. And back then, screens didn't light up for you. So I had to wait for the light posts on the highway to get a little bit of light to shine on the screen so I could try to see what was going on. Yeah, it's <laughs> like when I um, I use my Game Boy Color. Like mm -hmm. I have a, like a Game Boy Color. Yeah. And I forget there's no backlight on those things. Nope. Nope. Like you, you have, have to, to like buy... actually you have to get like a night light or like one of those yep. like uh, attachments. Yep, yep, yep. That like goes over the screen that has a little light that shines on it. Yep. Yeah, I remember I had that on my white Game Boy Advance. I had the little like flip light thing that would uh illuminate it. Yeah, kids these days. <laughs> yeah. I think the the Game Boy SP was the first one that had backlight. Yeah, it had that little center button that you mm -hmm. could turn it on and off. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. God, I have uh, we we, we had to start wrapping up here, but I have a story for you. That I think you'll appreciate about Game Boys and us being six years old. Yep, go ahead. So my dad bought us both. <coughs> excuse me, I'm gonna edit that out. My dad bought us both um, Game Boy Advances, and he got me Pokemon Silver, and he got him Pokemon Gold. And so we're playing. I don't understand how Pokemon works because I'm an idiot and I'm six. And little did I know, he also bought himself a Game Shark. Cheater. And I, yeah. And then he comes up to me and goes, hey, Justin, do you want to battle? And that's when you had to have, remember the link cable <laughs> that you would have to use? Oh, that's another thing no one would ever <laughs> understand. You had um, to, <laughs> yeah, so no Wi-Fi, what? What are you talking? They don't just like sync up together. No, they don't. Um, so yeah, we had it was. I remember it was a like a lime green link cable, and um, so I I invite him to my battle room or whatever, and um, I throw out my little like level twenty something crocodile, um, and then he sends out a level one hundred shuckle. <laughs> now, for for those who are not familiar with Pokemon. I had this little, like, alligator-looking water guy. And my dad sends out a reinforced, hard-shelled turtle-octopus-looking thing, basically. <laughs> and one of its stats that are super high is defense. So when you hit it, it doesn't take much damage. And um, especially when it is 80 levels higher than yours. <laughs> and, and I start to cry. Oh, and he was Justin, like, usual Justin fashion. Yeah. I was like, it's not fair. I don't know how to do it. You're going to win. Right? And um, he's like, Justin, you can't be a sore loser. You know, see this through. And then I found out he cheated. <laughs> I'm like, brutal. This, this integrity bullshit sore, thought, you got to see it through, blah, blah, blah. I thought parents were supposed to, like, let you win. Not in my house. <laughs> no. What? So... I have another, I have a funny, 
uh, Pokemon story. And this might, yeah, go for, it. for people who don't understand Pokemon, this might not make sense at all, but um, I will tell it anyways. Um, so I got, I don't even know when I got this game. I have kind of two parts to this, but okay. it, I, I must've got it like when I was like kindergarten or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I hope I was young because it was really stupid. Um, so you know how you just like kind of exit doors and stuff, just like walk through them and yeah. you just kind of leave buildings and stuff like that. So when we first got the game, me and my brother and my mom could not figure out how to leave a room. <laughs> like we kept trying to press a button to leave a room. Normally right. you just, you just walk through, you just walk through the door and you're outside, but we couldn't figure out how to do that. So at every door, there's a little rug, right? And we thought that the rug was a magic carpet. And okay. if I move left and right enough, that eventually it takes you outside the door. <laughs> but little did we know, when we were pressing the left and right button, we just accidentally hit down hit down, and moved outside the door. And we're like, magic carpet. It's a magic carpet. That's the answer. That was not the answer. You just walked through the door. You just walked through the door. That's funny. That's funny. I like that. Yeah. So another yeah. and one more really quick yeah, yeah. story was uh this was uh, this was really disappointing for me. When I got uh my grandma got us my brother Pokemon Red and me Pokemon Blue for the Game Boy right. Color. Mm-hmm. And I really couldn't read that well at that time. Sure. I hope I was pretty young. I, I hope I wasn't in like first grade I, or some something. I was seventeen, no big deal. So I I couldn't read that well. And because I couldn't read, I got the game and my parents told me, you're not allowed to play it because you don't know how to play the game because you can't read the instructions. So they got me Pokemon Pinball instead. And I was pissed. (laughs) I was so mad that they got me Pokemon Pinball because that is just not what you want over normal Pokemon, Pokemon Blue. That is such a good motivator to get your kid to learn how to read though be like you can play pokemon as soon as you figure out how to read yeah luckily my brother came in and said listen you don't really have to know how to read you just kind of go places and do stuff that's pretty much click click some buttons and and go about your day that's how people play the games these days pretty much that's how i play games these days so yeah that's funny oh man well we do got it we got to wrap up here yep so i uh i appreciate you uh Spending your your Sunday afternoon with me. Yeah, I appreciate and, you giving uh, me an excuse to drink mimosas. Yeah, of course. Anytime, buddy. Yeah. Anytime. How, did you have any others while we were talking? How many did you? Uh, what was the grand total? I mean, I'm looking at the bottle, and it's pretty much gone. So. I'll... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm god. Glad you couldn't hear us swishing around. <laughs> <laughs> My microphone's working very well. <laughs> oh yeah. God, that's funny. Well, um, yeah. Thanks again. Um, yep. Yeah, this comes out. Monday uh, before Thanksgiving. So um, to the listeners, I hope you have a, a very, very happy Thanksgiving. Uh, if Happy to receive any any feedback, suggestions at uh, Nose on the Wall podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at Nose on the Wall. Um, like, rate, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast. It does help us out if you leave us the five-star rating on Apple specifically. Um, and with that, my friend, Have a wonderful rest of your day. Yep, you too. All right, take care, buddy. Yep, you too. Bye. Bye.